talk to them on tonight. We, um, it's been, um, it's, no, we could, um, thank you, sir. We wanted to just share with you guys tonight because uh, God put that in my heart to um, have them. I've been trying to, I'm asking God, how, okay, God, how can I, God, can we get them over here? Okay. And, and then what capacity can we get them over here? And just something that will impact the people. And, I'm I'm always impressed. I'm always impressed in, in doing things concerning, not just doing things just to be doing. Uh, I'm make sure that it's impactful. Yeah. And those that are watching, I pray that you guys again tune in, get something to write with, strap yourselves in. It's gonna be a great night tonight. It's gonna make you laugh. I hope it's gonna be insightful. But I don't hope. I know it's gonna be insightful to you. We wanted to talk about with couples in ministry more than anything. But just ministry and family. Because you don't have to be up here to be ministry and family. This is just about, this is just a stage where we just have to sit on. But the work is done out there, actually. Amen. And we need you guys in the conversation that's going to be having. We want to encourage you to encourage others, encourage your family members, those your loved ones to get actively involved in the kingdom of God. And the work of what is the theme for this year for the ministry? I hate using theme, but what is our target point? Kingdom explosion. The kingdom explosion, right? Yeah. And we're doing that because we, there's going to be an explosion of souls. Amen. And the explosion of see, everybody keeps talking about the harvest of receiving, of receiving that God's going to pour into you favor, favor. Those things are what God's going to do. But he is in, he is a people investor. Uh -huh. yeah. He invests in people. He's about people. Uh -huh. His ministry was about people. Uh -huh. And when he I told you, when he came, he had all of us on his mind. Amen. When when he came. And so we want to talk about some things on the night that would encourage you guys. Don't just sit idly and by let your family, let your loved ones die. Amen. Because Amen. Amen. Yeah. a lot of y'all are sitting them on the roadside now walking right past. Uh, you know they need Jesus. Now I ain't telling you to beat them with the word. Y'all know we talking about that. He that wins souls is what? Wow. He that wins souls is what? Wow. All right, we know what's being taught. And so he that wins souls is wise. So we are wise disciples, amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. So thank you guys. <laughs> Introduce yourselves to these wonderful people out there. Well, first it is so uh, awesome to be here on tonight. We thank God for Pastor Virgil. Prophetess uh, Tanya yeah. and how they have been uh, connected to our lives for, for a while now oh, through God. our daughter. Mariah, <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs> and uh, so we've been connected for quite a while, and uh, of course, they are grand uh, uh, godparents to our granddaughter. And uh, so we've been connected for quite a while. And let's thank God for this opportunity to share uh, on tonight, uh, of course, of my release. I'm his wife. His wife of 30 years. Wow. Thing. And I, I heard you guys talking, and, and she said that was more about your day than 
anything. I kept hearing them say, no, that was our thing. Oh. <laughs> and I, I, I thank God for that because that kind of speaks to what we're talking about tonight. That just because we or he, you or I or someone would take the front doesn't mean that we're the only ones working. That's right. Amen. It, it takes all of us to, to do this. Amen. And for us, I know my, my wife is very adamant about ministry and strong in what the, the, the things of ministry. And so when I'm trying to sleep, she's talking about ministry band. I, 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 I don't want to talk about that. Let them people be what they gonna be. <laughs> and it's just that 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 push and pull that goes on. And so y'all been married for, for 30 going 31 years. How was that in the early stages of your marriage? Were y'all always in ministry or was that well it, it's interesting that you ask. Um uh, we both are are work and still are part of the same ministry with the Shiloh Bud Life. Uh, ministries, and um, we've been, and there's a story behind the story too, and I'll get to that in a second, but we've been uh, serving in ministry uh, over 33, 34, almost 35 years. Oh, wow. uh, so we've been in each, other's, in each other's lives for a long time. So here's the funny part. Her mom was actually my elementary school Teacher. Wow. I actually went to school with her brother. Right. We, were, wow. we were in elementary school together. So that wow. was kind of comical to see it come full circle. So we started dating. I was like, I know this guy. <laughs> and I know this lady. <laughs> families just connected okay. and um, so we've been rocking together for quite a while right. we uh, started out working together in music ministry mm. uh, I was a musician still still not a play and she was a choir director <laughs> also working in youth ministries and uh, all that good stuff so we've been like I said connected for quite a while working in various capacities of ministry. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we uh, learned how to do early, and we really didn't know, uh, we learned how to work together mm -hmm. in ministry. It wasn't that one is larger than the other, but we worked together <laughs> in ministry, and we worked um, drawing off of each other's strengths. And the other thing, the part of that is we also know how to compensate other uh, deficiencies. So she's exactly. the administrator. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> she's the administrator in the house and in ministry. And uh, I am the one who brings a calm voice. Would you say that? Absolutely. And <laughs> lead well. And lead extremely well. All right. So uh, we work, I think, pretty well. Absolutely. No, but everything was really well when we were working together. We weren't dating, and it was wonderful. And what was funny about um, us is that I had uh, his niece told me he likes you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about a man going old man. Right. Exactly. 
nowadays you really have to be clear. Yeah. Um, I, by the time he came in my life, I was really, really involved in ministry. That was about for God I live, for God I die. Amen. I ain't think about no man. I already had one. He got on my nerves. <laughs> told us, y'all work so good together in ministry. Mm -hmm. She ain't know he liked me either. <laughs> <laughs> so we thank God. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 You guys are church for real. <laughs> 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 you got in the choir too. <laughs> 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 you got in the choir. Yeah, I'm, I'm just for solid mind. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> 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 
It wasn't, he don't know the story. It wasn't my voice that got it. It wasn't my singing that got you. <laughs> but yeah, but I didn't, I didn't know you. Now, who you play or you sing? So I'm the musician. I play keyboard. And sing. And sing. Okay, and you were the choir. I, I direct the choir and teach parts. So you? I sing too. Okay. That explains nice. it. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I knew that. When we, when we visited your church, right. and I saw you up one day, and I was like, yeah, he was our main musician for many years. I'm saying. Yeah, we did not have to rely on anyone because we knew he would be there. Mm-hmm. So he was faithful. I remember one guy used to tease Myron, said, I'm, I'm just as faithful as... Uh, Elder Myron at the time, but it's just that, you know, he's more faithful because he has to be here to play the <laughs> But yes, he, we did not have any problem with musicians or anything because he was steadfast and very, very faithful. I think us. that's a good point, though, because I think a lot of times people think that you just kind of, right, like you all said, you already serving in ministry. Our, our story is the same. We were already serving in ministry, and I think sometimes people think it's a a quick fix or uh-huh. you know something. But the the there's such an honor in serving yeah. when you really have a heart for the things of God. Uh-huh. There's an honor to serving, man. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. It really is. And I think sometimes people don't understand. You don't get from point A to Z just right. like that. Right. You know, there's a there's a growth. A maturation process exactly. that comes with that. Even mm-hmm. how you said you were on the choir first, so you all were doing this uh-huh. before you became a bishop uh-huh. and before you became pastor. I think uh-huh. it's very important to bring that out. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. The the uh, the process of um, ministry and marriage is it can be very interesting, but looking back, we learn both together, individually and separately, I mean together, we learned so many different lessons along the way of how to work with each other in ministry, but then also having time to develop our own gifts um, in tandem, but again, separately, and then also serving at each level, because I think we learn lessons at every level that we served at together. Um, again, we've been very fortunate to serve together um, just about every level in music. We've also uh, led small group fellowships together, um, teaching together. Uh, we preach a little bit together. Uh, but that all started in the beginning, 89. Let's just start in 89. 89 was when I asked her out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, but actually, it was my birthday. Uh, uh, another friend and I asked her from, uh, on a date. She didn't know it was a date. <laughs> she, thought, she just thought she was going out for my birthday. <laughs> but um, just finding find that balance um, of life and ministry. But again, we learned so many lessons. Like, why she didn't go was a day? Because as she said, because you had somebody else, it was you. Oh, there's another story behind that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
you know, especially the girls, keeping them in line and organized or keeping them organized. Yes. Allow and it, and it can go either way. Right. Right? Sometimes it's the male, sometimes right. it's it's the, the, the female. Yeah. Um I don't believe there's one set way right to be for, in a relationship. For right. a relationship to be to really work and to be effective. Mm-hmm. So you have to find what works for you in your relationship. Right. Don't assume, assume because Brother Joe and Sister Susie have their um, uh, marriage. It, it's it's that way and y'all can just duplicate that. Well, there may be some things you can duplicate, but then you have to look at your relationship and say, okay, you know, I think I am a little bit stronger in this area and you're stronger in that area. Let's work together and let's get this thing done. And uh, we'll worry about the rest of it. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a little Right. So that's a good point because marriage isn't a one a one size fits all. Right, you have to kind of figure right. out as you go. There's no manual on how to do right. this. Exactly, right. you know, and you you learn. The Bible says we dwell with each other according to knowledge, uh-huh. and so the more knowledge we gain about one another, we understand that okay, you're not built to do that. Mm-hmm. I'll do that, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Everyone has fallen into traditional roles. Right? That's it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always work. It doesn't. That's true. It you know, really doesn't. Some women don't want to cook. Right. <laughs> Never exactly. cook. Don't don't have no business cooking. Right. <laughs> right. You need to have one in your arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have that one and two and say you don't want that no more. <laughs> 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 some people can always tell you nobody business. Man. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we know we know <laughs> people that got you to stay there. They still. Um, I won't call my names. <laughs> 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 I not go the Exactly. Most people think when you get a certain age, 
that you seem to be immature about how you respond. And I was yeah. glad that you guys mentioned that about the, the, the difference in roles and how you guys, because most people won't grow. Right. right. They refuse to. Right. Or they grow apart. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a trick of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because uh, that destroys marriages and that destroys mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. And so we are big on growing together. Yeah. Um, making sure that we are in step with one another mm-hmm. because it's not just us two but it's our family yeah. you know so marriage is involving our two children and now our um, granddaughter and they want to see us together and we want to be together that's it right that? mm-hmm. so the devil is a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> we're going to walk this thing out that's right. until the wheels fall off start the ministry actually as a couple and as, as husband and wife um, when we got married yeah, we, we started when we were we were friends and, we, and then you um you asked me to marry you <laughs> <laughs> and, and um we both were licensed the same year as ministers um and we continue to serve you continue to play i directed and we taught Bible class and preached and then you became an elder mm-hmm. and two years later I think I became an elder um, our bishop uh, ordained us mm-hmm. and then a couple of years later we both became associate pastors at the same time mm-hmm. and then shortly thereafter we became pastors mm-hmm. okay. so, yeah, mm-hmm. so we've been in ministry for over yeah. 33 years 34 years yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys go? I don't know if you said it. Were you guys? Did you guys go up in church? Oh, absolutely. I'm a church girl. Okay. Oh, I'm a church girl. I'm a sanctified. <laughs> I'm a church girl all my life. I say I did right all my life. Right. But yes, and I love the fact that I was raised in church. Yes. Yes. Amen. I, I started out as a church girl, but now I'm a kingdom girl. Hey, yeah, 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 bro. It is a difference. Yeah. 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 Because a lot of women come into the church and they're just that church girl. Uh-huh. You know, it's a routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a routine. Yeah. I get dressed up. Yeah. Y'all don't want me to go in there. <laughs> church girl because I, I love the routine mm-hmm. and when you love the routine you begin to fall in love with God because you hear the word of God yes. um, I was raised at Park Road Community Church where my that's my family church and my yes. father served as a deacon board my mother was a deaconess and so um, I did everything in church yeah. because I wanted to they didn't have to make me mm-hmm. um, I wanted to when I was a young adult and I listened I began to listen to the word because I was singing it and when I, you keep singing something, it's gonna get in your spirit. Yeah, you're gonna sing Rick James, <laughs> <laughs> or you're gonna say, uh, say, uh, what would be the top was funny Dr. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But whatever you sing, repeat, <laughs> it gets in your spirit. Yeah, yes. And so when I began to sing the gospel, 
um, it got in my spirit. I began to look at the word and I wanted to see what, what does it really say? Mm -hmm. And so I was inquisitive. Mm -hmm. And so thank God my father was a deacon because he had Bibles and commentaries. Back then it was no way. I, we didn't have the internet. Right. We didn't have, you know, these type yeah, of things. That, that, no, child, you had to open up that book. Wow. <laughs> and sometimes I would fall asleep. Yeah. With the pages open on my bed because yeah. I was so in love with God and yes. wanted to learn his word. Yes. So by the time this dude came around, I was <laughs> sold out for the Lord. Yes. Sold out. And that's how I became a kingdom girl because yeah. I learned the principles of God. It yeah. wasn't about the routine. Thank God for the routine. Yeah. But the routine became my reality. Yeah. We really serve in the Lord. That's good. That's good. That's so good. The routine became your reality. I think mine was very similar to uh, my father was a pastor mm. for over 20, 25 years plus. And uh, of course, my mom also was, was a musician. And so all I knew was church. Mm -hmm. uh, all I knew was going to church and um, you know being around people, being being around uh, seasoned people growing up, and uh, just just seeing people run after God. Mm -hmm. and of course, you know you didn't. I, you know when you're that young, you don't necessarily know <laughs> what what what's really going on. Yeah, right. But when you you take a step back and you look. Uh, look backwards and you see um, those moments, those meaningful moments that you grew up and how I grew up um, with my dad and watching him uh, minister and then also watching him interact with people. And I think a lot of how he did ministry, I try to model as well, even today. Um, uh, I just thank God for the, uh, the privilege to uh, grow up in a household that, like I did, some people, you know, some PKs, they get a bad rap yeah. about you know uh, themselves because number one, the pressure oh, is yeah. on a lot of kids, pastors' kids, and you know the expectation is so high that right. they can't make a mistake, or they right. can't fail, right. they can't grow. But I thank God for the the family that I had. They allowed me to grow. Yeah. Um, the church allowed me to grow. Now there was a moment. As I matriculated and, and matured, uh -huh. that uh, I was uh, playing, 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 and I was developing really. I was developing really hard and fast, and so I wasn't developing as fast, I guess, as they really wanted me to. I'm talking about my dad's church too. And so <laughs> one Sunday, uh, at rehearse, did all this. I don't know how I got on that. Yeah, and so they, they had hired somebody else. <laughs> And yeah, and <laughs> while I was a musician, yeah, and you know, of course, that was a little bit of a controversy, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, yeah, it was that was a rough season, but that, but that was a good season, you know, why I learned a lot, I learned a lot because that's how we met, yeah, because oh, the, wow. the father's uh, deacons didn't want him to play, mm -hmm. wow. so his brother said, Will you come play for me, yeah. Wow. And I was at his brother's church. Oh, sorry, Church and continue to develop, but I also 
here's the thing. I was really watchful and just in awe of how my brother did ministry because I was to say this, my dad's church was a Baptist church, was a little bit more conservative, mm-hmm. but my brother's church had Pentecostal fire. <laughs> Understand all this, but I was like, man, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> and, 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 and things just begin, I begin to grow. And during that time, I also was able to uh, play at some other churches right. and continue to develop. And then it's funny because uh, as as I became more um, polished, they, they really wanted me, but I, you know, I didn't have <laughs> to. Because my mom was, was, was there, you know, at the, near the end of her um, um, ministry. Actually, after, after my dad passed away, she stayed for a few more years, and I assisted her. But, um, but there was so much development in those years, um, uh, growing up as a pastor's kid and working with my mom and then working with my brother. And one thing that you said, the, the, the privilege to serve, because I was so privileged to serve my brother, and I learned so much uh, from he and my late sister-in-law in ministry, uh, and then just learning the things of God. Uh, they modeled marriage, uh, what it meant to be a couple in ministry. They had, you know, certain strengths that you know we we gleaned from, and some things that we learned not to do as well. <laughs> but uh, it, there's just so many layers, and I look back and I, and I said, wow, you know the. The development and how God brought things together is just, uh, it's comical in a way, but I, in some ways I see why he did what he did mm-hmm. and how he allowed our paths to cross and uh, how we are continuing in ministry today. It was awesome because this to you, he had to push you out of your father's church. Right. Because mm-hmm. I yeah. wasn't going down there. <laughs> <laughs> You were Northwest Park Road. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you were, I left that church and went to Charlotte. And you were Southern Road. Way, way, way yeah. Charles County. You were Charles. Okay. Yeah. Tell them the city. What's the city that's the, this, uh, Nobody knows. The name is called Nancy Moore. Oh my God! What do you have? Saved your whole, you saved the great portion of your life. 
and bring what you were delivered from into this. Right. Right. Is there no change? So it was, it could have thrown me. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So that's why I, I, I dive deep into serving. Yeah. So I wouldn't have the time to think about right. Right. that foolishness that they were doing. Right. If they were going to find me, they were going to find me working. Working, exactly. But, and, but, yeah, but, you know, they, they taught us back then, especially singles, and I remember them saying this in the Pentecostal church, that if you're single, I mean, you really should give your they own to God Amen. so that you won't have any idle time. Yes. And so yes. that's why I did everything. You know, whatever my hands were found to do. Um, Bishop back then, um, he's an apostle down, he used to come on the radio. And um, I would go to the radio station and be a counselor. Mind you, I wasn't as versed as the older women, but I hung around with them because mm -hmm. there wasn't no devil going to catch me. I wasn't <laughs> dating nobody. I wasn't thinking about nobody. <laughs> I wasn't falling in sin. You can be in sin all you want to. And the funny thing about that during those days is my peers used to call me Miss Shallow. <laughs> because, because I wasn't going out with them. They would, you know, do church and then go out to the club. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Already that. Mm -hmm. And I mean God for real this time. So they would tease me and call me Miss Shallow because I would hang out with the ministers and I would serve and I would, you know, we were the deacons cleaning the toilets, cleaning the church. I was faithful because I wanted to prove to myself, not to anybody else, that I love God. Yeah. And the way you prove to yourself that you love God is the service you give Him. How you walking? What's your conduct? All of that says, I love God. That's that's on me. I think that's really good because I think as the generations have gone on, serving has become so optional. Option. It's optional. Yeah, everything right. is optional. Right. They gonna pick A, B, C, or D. Uh -huh. And I think, I mean, I was the same way. I came into the church, and they told me the same thing. Look, get busy. Uh -huh. And I wanted to. I, 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 I listen. Tiny Lofty needed no idle time in her whole life. What <laughs> <laughs> I did with my idle time before that was not a good thing. Uh -huh. So for me, it was just like I was so grateful to God that. First of all, he allowed me to still live and that his grace covered me. And so for me, it was just like, get like get busy. But it's such an option. I think it'll show it shows where your heart is because it's it's so optional. And to your to, to the point that about serving, most people won't serve because they don't believe it's the call that they have. Most people want to come in and be right in the call that they believe God has called them to. But God called us to serve. That's the but they but that's the point that most people jump over. Right. Most like they would say most people don't understand that coming into ministry and, and we and that, it was said even when we talk about it a lot that if you serve in the ministry if you come in to serve even if you don't have the skill set if you are teachable yeah right you yeah. can learn yeah. yeah. Most yeah. people want to, well, I've been called, God told me I was going to be over the choir. Well, there's no choir. <laughs> so what are we going to do until there is a choir? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be over the choir, but there's no choir. Right, right, right. But serving is a matter of your heart. Yeah, yeah. And the Bible, and that's why I always, 
Bible tells you that you got to be faithful to that which is least yes, yes. before you can jump into something where you're leading people. Exactly. But everybody wants to lead people. Right. Yeah. And the toilet ministry is, a hard, is, is not everybody's ministry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So some, people, some people only clean toilets in the house. <laughs> But God uses these things to teach us that there is a reward in the submitting and the servitude of being a servant. Exactly. Now, I always, I caution people that, especially leaders, don't abuse people by getting them to do cleaning your car and masking up the servant. Come to your house and do, don't mask it up the servant. No, servant is for the house of the Lord. Yeah. People who serve in, in God's house will flourish. Yeah, yeah, amen. amen. And you have to be willing to serve. Mm -hmm. But most people don't. They want to bypass. So when y'all speaking of that, and you see y'all were talking about the progression and how you guys were able to move and walk your way through together, and even individually in ministry, yeah. it takes a heart. It does to serve. It does. But knowing that, it's not like we sought after titles. Mm -hmm. um, I was a choir member mm -hmm. before I became the choir director. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how I became the choir director. When Sunday, the choir director decided, actually, I wasn't even singing on the choir at this mm -hmm. time. I stopped singing on the choir and I was dedicated to the children's ministry. We had a lot of children. So I taught children's ministry every Sunday during this time. And so the choir director decided that she Quit. She didn't want to come to church. Well, she quit to church. She done everything. Wow. So I'm in, in the back of the church getting my life together with the children. And two choir members come to me and was like, um, we got to sing this morning and we got a choir director. I said, okay. <laughs> Would you want me to sing? <laughs> no, we want you to direct. <laughs> so that Sunday morning, this is how sold that I was for God. And fearless because I didn't care what nobody said. So like, they looked at me, I ain't never kid. I just they ain't never kid. You can look up and down and look back at you with the love of God because it don't matter. Okay, don't matter. I'm gonna do what God tells me. And so for whatever reason, I really believe that this was God. Yeah. That I really needed to help them because I'm a helper. I'm gonna help you. If you need to walk out there to that car, I'm gonna help you. Your base, I am a helper. <laughs> that is my first ministry. Yeah. Ministry of helps. Mm -hmm. So um, I direct the choir. And next thing I know, they came to me like, well, we got to rehearsal next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it became the choir. Mm -hmm. I didn't seek after that. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was called to, to evangelize. I am an evangelist. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't called. I don't think I was called to be associate pastor. That's not wasn't that wasn't my calling. That was um, bestowed upon me being an elder in the church because you're not called to be an elder. You're appointed by your pastor. Oh, yeah. yeah. So people get confused. It's because you are in ministry doesn't mean you're supposed to be an elder. You're an elder because you have showed some type of maturity, mm -hmm. and your pastors see. That you are available and able to be an elder in the Lord's church. But I was called to preach. Nobody can take that from me. I was called to preach. Period. Y'all see what Mariah said. Y'all are my parents. It's, um, I know 
a smile, they'd be like, what? Why are y'all talking about that? Because serving is the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you want to, you, listen, you want to be in a place where you can serve. You can you can give, you can submit your gift to God and let it be used. If you are faithful in that which is his. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you are faithful in that which is another man, how can he submit to you that which is your very own? So if you can't be submitted to people who you're supposed to be serving with in ministry, but you want your very own, you have to show yourself faithful. Right. They are first. Right. And but most people come in peeking for a little while, and then they gone up. Yeah, we, see, we see most people too. Yeah. And then you hear, yeah, you know they started with this. I'm you throw stones at them, but you're like, wow. You want to set some type of roots and and and, and working. And, and getting your feet together and making sure that you have what it takes right. to be able because he's serving the ministry will challenge you in a whole lot of ways. Yes, yes, yes. There's gonna be people that's why the people the greeters who stand in that door, you're gonna be people who will love up on you back. And you're gonna be people like, go put your hands on me. <laughs> and what you do, I don't wanna turn around and hear no rumbling at the front, y'all don't get to evolve <coughs> in ministry and what do I mean by that we created space for them to of course participate in various exactly. areas exactly. Uh, and as we created space for them at home to serve in, in various aspects of um, church church life uh, that was an opportunity to allow them to discover what their gifts were exactly. mm-hmm. because unfortunately uh, some Christian households will kind of pit their children against each other. And that was one thing that we weren't going to do because we know that, number one, it's not healthy. Um, 
But we allow them to grow. We allow their gifts to flourish. They're two totally different, similar, but very two totally different uh, gifts. So we have two daughters. Two daughters. Uh, our oldest is Mariah. She's twenty-eight, and Michaela is the Michaela. Yes, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Michaela is our special child. <laughs> okay, so we all got one. She gets to run. Mariah's the oldest.
bring bring your children and allow them to experience the atmosphere. I just believe the atmospheres yeah. they really change um, perspectives for children. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not understand all that's going on, but bring them. Allow them to be in the atmosphere. Um, allow them space to ask questions. Because yeah. a lot of times we adults go, no, you no. It's okay to listen mm-hmm. and to allow your child to communicate how they're thinking, what they're feeling. Um, we're living in a day now where children, I think, they want to be heard. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they're not heard. They feel like they're not heard. And they're not, and they're not seen. And so I just, wow. I just really encourage, especially single parents, you know, create an atmosphere, bring your child to church, create a space where you can listen to them and then know how to pray for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but bring them to church, allow them to be in the atmosphere. Um, now, so sometimes they may be a little wayward. Make, make it, um, make it a, uh, not a rule, but, I guess you could say a rule, but no, if, if the standards of we're going to church, we're going to church. That's the standard of this house. As long as you live in this house, our standard is we're going to church. I'm glad you said that. I was going to ask you that. Mm-hmm. Should the standard be the standard of your, if you're in this house, mm-hmm. no matter how old you are, if you're under this roof and you still you're going to church. Right, right. And I think that, and when I just survey what's happening even now um, in, throughout the DMV, there are no standards. They're very, the standards have been uh, kind of thrown out the window. Yeah. And uh, anytime you hear of a, a 10, 12, 11, 12-year-old carjacking, there's standards have been lost. So, you know, parents have standards for your kids. Yeah, and the thing is, it's, it's, it's important to start when they're little. So you won't have to fight when they become Preteens or teenagers mm-hmm. start when they're little. Mm-hmm. And when they become this age, it's, I think, yes, bring them to church. Because when you leave them at home, you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. There's but, so much going to happen. Yes. But you know, the other part of that, too, is uh, we had activities outside of church yeah. for the kids. Mm-hmm. We had activities outside. They were in dance. They yeah. were doing other mm-hmm. activities. They, they were in cheerleading. They were just doing model. They did. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff. It was our attempt to find a balance between church mm-hmm. and outside activities, and and I think that's the other two. The other thing that a parent must look at their child and see where they're gifted, where they're uh, uh, likes, some of the things that they're interested in doing, mm-hmm. and find that and just allow them to flourish. In that, but the thing is, is this it's gonna take time, it takes time yeah. for the parent to invest because mm-hmm. I did not just send my children to dance, I sat there because oh, yeah. nobody touched my child. That's it, right? The predators are very slick and sneaky, mm-hmm. and women are predators too. Mm-hmm. So I was right back there with them when they danced. I was in the I was a stage mom, I never saw them before <laughs> because I was back there with them and the other children, making sure nobody was doing what they weren't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So it was important for me to make sure that I invested. Even when they were little, they were outside. I take my chair and I sit right outside with them. Matter of fact, I taught them how to play double dutch for them and their friends because I wanted them to have a life. But times are so different from when we came up that, you know, we have to do, as parents, we have to do a little extra 
something a little extra. Mm -hmm. And you're investing in your child. That's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, I like that because it's a, um, for, especially for me and what I'm, I always try to push is, I want the, the young men and the young women yes. to come to church yeah. you know, and then be attentive in church, which far <laughs> away, pay attention. Did you hear what I said? Because it's important because only what you hear, yeah. you know, you can, you can assume that I said anything. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing. And I, I want them to hear the word. Okay, write the scripture down. Go back and read it again. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by. So I want you hearing the word. It's important that for me, especially that the young, especially the young men that we have, that they hear the word. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you can't, don't, now when you hear the word, now we can, let's step and take, let's take it a step further. The Bible is not just to be a hearer. But now let's move to doing the word. Let's, let's get them, let's teach them how to be a doer of this word. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the day where we can have things around in the ministry that they can actually be a part of. Uh -huh. Because I need them to take ownership in yeah. this. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of the young people, when they have ownership, yeah. they care more. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's, that's right. Too, uh, the thing that, that we're even learning even now is just allowing them to do things that we wouldn't necessarily do because nowadays technology mm -hmm. they're doing things and how do we do that absolutely so i'm like okay well you can do that that's right we we have an area mm -hmm. that you can serve that's it. i agree with you that's it. <laughs> Yeah, because that whole AD team, they're uh, millennials. Yeah, yeah get them young minds. one adult that's, you know, she's a coordinator, but everybody that works under her are yeah. millennials. Yeah, them young minds. So, because what, what we're doing is we're changing up uh, even what we're doing audio-wise. Mm -hmm. We're doing, trying to redo camera, not trying, we're, going, we're doing camera setups and everything. Yeah. And I want to get the young people involved in activity where, mm -hmm. they run, where they're running. The day to day, someone is like you said, someone is kind of overseeing it. Right. But they when I, when they when they feel like they have a they have a, a stake in this thing, yeah. they show up on time. Hey mom, what, what time is church? We need to get there. <laughs> yeah. And I know all you who have y'all are looking forward to the day when you know you're not waking going in the room, but waking them up pushing. Come on, get up and go to church. Yeah. You take it whatever going to church. Get up. <laughs> I don't have to you you don't move that slow when it's something you want to do. Yeah. But I, I, I love that. And you know, I, I was, this, this thought uh, just uh, came into my mind. We created, an, I think, an atmosphere for them to buy into what it meant to grow up in a household of faith. Mm. And that's what a lot of parents, I think, miss. Mm. Um, Talk about that a little bit. <sighs> creating an atmosphere means, again, finding the balance of church and life um, and as I keep saying allowing them to discover who they are mm -hmm. um, allow them to understand um, their identity through Christ and what it means to serve God um, and young go ahead. and we modeled Jesus before them yeah that, and that's that's very important we, right? we, we ain't perfect let me just say that right from John we ain't perfect <laughs> But we respect right. one another. Right. Right. They never seen us raise our voice or yell at each other. Mm -hmm. But I never wanted to do that anyway. Right. Because I hated what my mama did. <laughs> and so I didn't want to be that kind of wife. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do that with him. 
but I sure did it to them. <laughs> <laughs> I raised my voice and jacked them up. <laughs> but I was very respectful to my husband. And they saw Jesus in us. They saw our conduct. They didn't just, we were one way in church and one way at home. We weren't cussing and fussing and drinking and mm -mm. holiness at home mm -hmm. and holiness in the church. Consistency in your life, right. that they don't see two versions of you. Right. There's the church you, then there's the home you. Then they're going to gain more to the home you because they see that you more than anything. Right. 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 And we there's always there's an adage that more is caught than taught. <laughs> people they children and young people they see more, and they'll they'll look at they watch us. They watch us. They watch they watch what we do, how we act, and how we. Oh, yeah, she, she ain't really, oh, he ain't really, he, okay, watch what he get now, watch what he get in church, he gonna change up. <laughs> <laughs> they, they know that. Yeah. And so we have, like, to y'all, we have to restore mm -hmm. their faith in yeah. God. Right, right. And let them know that our relationship with Jesus is real. Yes, yes. And he can be real to you. Amen. He wants to be real right. to you. Right. And I think that's, that's, that's leads to a lot of the disconnection because they don't see they don't see any commitment to us, but they see a commitment to the world. The world, you know, the world is consistent in being sinners. Yeah. They don't change. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm smoking my weed, I'm gonna smoke my weed. Right. 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 You drink it, we drink it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we drink it together. And then the moment you change up, uh -huh. so you brand new now, huh? Y'all know y'all been there. Well, y'all speak to Jesus Christ and your Lord and Savior. You go back and tell your friends, man, I've I, given my life to God. Yeah, okay. Let's see. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I hear you. Yeah, and they watch you. They do. They really do. And to this day, they still watch you. And the same, the same with our children. They watch us. They're waiting on a moment for any chink in our armor. Not to say, I knew there was nothing to it. They want to know how you're going to respond. And most people, when they fail or when they fall, they don't they they don't get back in the fight. They go back to what was coming. Right. And your children see that. Yeah. And that's good because we wanna we wanna help these babies. Right. Yeah. These, these babies are dying out yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. And they're dying with church parents. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the children, people, they 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 their guardians say they love Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you can't make I'm not saying you can make your kids, you can't make them do anything. I'm going to believe in it. But the one thing my mom did was start modeling when she gave her life back to God. She started modeling a life of consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She said she was once drinking and whatever. She left all that alone. Mm -hmm. And before that, she would send my brother and I to church. And we would lay on the hill at the church. <laughs> it was on the grassy hill. Right in Southeast on, on Alabama Avenue, the church is on Alabama Avenue, and there's a little grassy hill on the side with the, the blind spot where you, they couldn't, you couldn't see out. And then my brother, we would sit right there, the members would see out on the church clothes on. So it's time to go back in yet. <laughs> we had no watch. 
Or no cell phone at the same time was, you just had to kind of gauge it at that point. It's been about what, two I missed me to cry, see it every time. And we were gauging. And right at the end, we would go get a program. Because you, you had to have a program when you walked back in that door. You, see, you had to show her that you would enter and. Okay, so my nosy aunt is supposed to be quiet. And she was, she was telling us. Exactly right. She, was, she ain't rasping. She was flat out sick. I didn't see it. It came. So we, she, she put a couple of times. Yeah, your aunt said, y'all, go say, no, she. You don't know, you did not tell us you lied. She must didn't see us. We, we coming up with all these different. She said, "I was okay." We went now. How we get a program? <laughs> but what that and then what I said was, and it stuck with me. And, I, and to get you out to to the point that I, I, I told my mom, I said, "You not going to church? Mm. Why are you making us go to church? Mm. You're still laying up in the house, and you're sending us to church." If church is good for us, then it should be good for all of us. You said that, didn't you? Yeah, because it only made it only made it only made sense. Because if we if we are following you, and they're following you, and you are the lead, where are you leading them? Yeah. And so my thing was, if we're going out. But we're coming back to a house that there's no God present in it. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. And I went back out into the streets, and I was with the church. Got took off my cook, and we was out in the streets. And then for a long while, a lot, a, a little blip of the period, I was fully invested in the streets. Yeah. Even knowing that I was in, we were in church, but it was the church wasn't in me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we, we, um, when we first started the ministry, God gave us. This this, uh, this 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 hashtag or this title line relationship over religion mm-hmm. that we have to be relational with God as opposed to being religious with God mm-hmm. because relationship builds you yeah religion binds you yeah mm-hmm. yeah and we had to become relational my brother now unfortunately he didn't he gave his life to nobody he was murdered. And so I never got to see, never got to see him walk out the fullness of that. But I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And your yeah. children want to do it. They just want to see a consistency yeah. Of, yeah. of a model of who Christ really right. is. They see so much of what he isn't. Yeah. They want to see what he is. Yeah. And so I'm, that's why I'm glad you guys you raised that point about your children because you guys are living it out before them. Absolutely. And they can't help but see it. And so they are invested in the ministry that you guys, because they see your investment in the ministry. Amen. So now, mind you, it hadn't always been like that. Amen. Because that, the Michaela was something else. Right. And she, <laughs> she was tried. at the point, oh, she tried. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where her daddy was ready to put her out. And then the girl, big girl. And the funny thing about Michaela, when she was going through her crazy in high school, Mariah would bring her to the altar every Sunday to get prayed for. 
Whether she wanted to come or not. Or why you take her by the hand. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm going to pull back and she'll pull my hand. And let me go into the altar. Because wow. you need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. That you guys put that in. That it was in both of them, but if Mariah was leading, that's a great thing. That it didn't require you because you guys have put and poured so much out that she took, she got the overflow of that. And she's like, okay, I'm getting it. You come on now, you're gonna get this. Right. And the same with your children. Yeah. Your children. That as you're getting it, that's why we all always push you guys. That if God is doing anything in your life concerning this ministry. Not just the truth. You ought to be grabbing those people who you care about and say, I got it. You need to get it. Right, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Now, you can't make them say what you can show me in a minute. Yeah. We have a Bishop Robert, our Apostle, Bishop, Bishop, our Apostle Robert Green. He said, if you bring them, you bring the fish, I'll clean them and cook them. <laughs> and that's what we do as, as, as leaders. You bring them, it's our job to clean them and cook them. Yeah. Well, and God, well, God, God really does the cleaning. We just, we clean them. We, we, have, we, we give them the work to help present them back. Because now once you got it, it's your job to go tell somebody else. And so that's what Mariah was doing. She was discipling with him. And that's awesome. That when you look at your children, you're like, you think it's one that's getting it, but it's really the other. And then once you, once they get it, you know that that one, okay, I got it. I'm going to make sure everybody else gets it. I ain't letting you go until you get it. That's when you know you got that thing right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome thing. So, so families in ministry, all the y'all in ministry now working in ministry in, in some capacity together. Exactly. Talk to us about the challenges of ministry. Oh, before we go that, before we go there, the Michaela oh, is married to a pastor. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. That's how God turned that around. And she's an amazing first lady. Yes. And, um, and a licensed minister now. That's oh, right. She preached the gospel. God. Yeah. And can preach. Yeah. Yes, and can wow. preach. That's wow. so cool. Well, this awesome. she wouldn't be able to. <laughs> <laughs> she's the, amazing. Isn't that the one who always, the last one in is always. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the major challenges with both were just developing patience and allowing them to discover who God was, but also discovering who they were as individuals. Mm -hmm. And then we had to learn how to parent them, knowing that they were different, but learn how to parent them in a way that would help them, that would uh, keep them um, aligned and out of trouble, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. Even though they, you know, they want, they both tried whatever they wanted to do, they did whatever. But somehow, I think uh, through those years, what we poured into them, it allowed them to stay centered in a way that they, however far they got away. They always found their way back to their relationship with God. Amen. And so the, the struggle is, again, just being patient with your children, being patient 
asking God for patience and asking God, how, Lord, do I parent this child? How do I help draw the best of them? How do I uh, help them to develop their gifts? Um, you have to be patient. You really Did they ever bring home someone who wasn't quite godly? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I call him Deacon. I ain't gonna say his name. I said, "You gonna be a man of God, Deacon so and so." Every time we come around, Deacon, um, da, 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 I get, I get me like that. I'm gonna call him Deacon. You go, yes, and he end up, they end up breaking up. Thank the Lord. <laughs> um, and so Michaela, not so much, but um, she, yeah, and I don't want to tell her testimony. No, no, no. Um, he scratched his own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when she got saved, she got rid of the little uh, yeah. what you call it, from snatchers. And, and um, she started dealing with near God. Okay. And uh, her husband is a definitely uh, a really good uh, man of God. Yes, good. That um, we love. And my older daughter, Mariah, she's engaged now. And um, their wedding is uh, going to be in February, and um, and he's a man of God as yeah. well. Um, she's the one that had the baby before getting married, mm-hmm. and um, when you have that, when you're dealing it, when you're a first family or pastor, pastor your family. Um, but one thing I did with Mariah, and like I did with other women in the church, and that is I covered them. Yeah. Um, you're not going to talk about them. Yeah. You're not going to look at them funny. Because yeah. you got you got an issue with me. Yeah. Right? Because I'm not playing with you. It wasn't my child. Yeah. So I treated Mariah the way I treated everybody else. Yeah. I covered her. Yeah. We even had a, a young lady that had gotten pregnant during the pandemic. And she wanted to, um, no one knew. So we came back to church. Right. You know why they know? Because we covered her. Because yeah. it ain't your business. Because yeah. if we start talking about issues, let's look at your closet. Yeah. And what yeah. you've done. So mind your business. Yeah. And let's cover the children. Yeah. This is why people don't want to be in church. Yeah. Because we talk too much. We need to pray more. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and ask God to give us grace to yeah. deal with situations. Yeah. Even with uh, homosexuality. Yeah. It's in the church, but we don't have to look at them funny. We need to learn how to embrace them and love them. Love them. Love them. We can love whatever it is in them, out of them. So I'm a firm believer in, you know, gracing, giving the grace that God gave you. God gave you grace. So why can't we extend it to one another? And that's what we did. Talk talk more about, um, as as leaders, because you guys have a a wide variety of, of people in the ministry at large. Talk to us about the actual the, the covering, the the strength and the the the, the, the yeah the well that the shepherding as well, but the covering of the people. And because I know you guys get various oh. issues and things that come across the the desk, the pulpit, the the, the car, wherever you, wherever you are, you hear certain you hear a lot of things. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can write. Definitely can. But you know what, pastoring. It's not easy, and it's, it's, oh, my God. Okay, so here lately, um, we've had to deal with two women who lost husbands. So it it can be very sad. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. 
the, the one thing that's really hard about shepherding people is um, when they go through um, dealing with their children or dealing with their parents or dealing with people transitioning. Mm -hmm. That is the hardest um, part of ministry. Um, the one that gets on my nerve <laughs> is the inconsistency of leaders, not the sheep, but the leaders. You say, God called you to do this, but why isn't it getting done? And I have a problem with that. And I'm going to give you grace. Look at the overseer. <laughs> the overseer coming out. The overseer is in. Attention that right. what you said is not happening, 
So maybe let's come to a, a meeting place and reevaluate where you are, and uh, let's reassign you to another area where you will be more effective mm -hmm. in this season. And so we've actually, several years ago, several years ago, we had we had to go through uh, a series of assessments, and so we redirected people who were ministers to become deacons because they. Uh, had a love and heart to serve. The other part wasn't bearing fruit. Right. Okay. Wow, that's good. And that was a hard season for many people. It was a hard thing for us to do. But I said, well, in order for the ministry to grow and 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 for that person to thrive, we gotta help them and redirect redirect them in the area where they really can thrive and blossom. Amen. So that's one of the one of the hardest things. Hard. But the Lord graced us, yeah. and we, we lost those sheep. No leader left. Good. After we reassessed them and That's placed them in the right mm -hmm. ministry, I believe they knew they weren't in the wrong ministry, but they were stuck. Right. Because <laughs> I'm licensed now. Right. So I might as well keep doing this. Well, that's good, though, you know? because how you guys handle them. Yes. Oh, definitely. We, the thing is, even in marriage, <clears throat> when I deal with him and I, when I deal with anybody, but in particular with him, I deal with him the way I want to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. And so I even deal with the leaders the way I want to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have to, you know, there's the, the nice, you know, come on, baby. And sometimes, <laughs> didn't I say? <laughs> you know, and um, but it's in love. Yeah. Because I have relationship with That's people. Um, I'm not hoarding over them or lording over them. I relate. Mm -hmm. To people, and that's the, that's a key key point right there. Uh, I think all of the persons that we were reevaluating, we had relationship with them, yes. and it's so important for shepherds to have relationship with the congregation. Yeah, we don't have to be buddy buddy. Yeah, we yeah. have to be at that. And, and I and I also know that everyone is not going to be maybe as close, but there should be a, a level relationship. of relationship. Oh, yes. they can, um, understand your and embrace your influence, mm -hmm. and they trusted God in you yes. and to say, "Okay, well, yeah, maybe he does have a point." And I thank God that we were able to go through that process and uh, help people to thrive. And I, I would say, all those individuals, maybe with the exception of a few who who um, disqualify themselves, okay. uh, are still working, thriving. And are and are effective in ministry, and that's that's the blessing. That's good. That's definitely good. That's a challenge we were able to overcome. Yeah, because and from just talking to you and knowing you guys, leading from a place of hurt always causes you to lash out anyway, uh -huh. and fear and, and lack and right. always will hold, will always make you. These are my people. They can't go nowhere. Oh, the devil! That's a whole lot. These ain't my people. Not at all. They got me. <laughs> Where you want to be, or you think you need to be, please be somewhere. It's, it is important for me, for you to be where you need to be, Amen. whether it's here or down the street. Yeah. And I want you to be faithful wherever you are. Yes. But uh, you ain't my people. <laughs> no, they that's a good thing. Yeah. That's, that's why most people. That's why Christians don't. It's always a hard thing when people leave the right. ministry right. because they made it their people. Right. And it's like, no, these guys, people, they're going to go same way they came in, same way they go. 
and I, I to to G I point out that we've always we I, I lead with love. I they know they people who serve they know I'm I'm firm but I'm an easy goer. Mm-hmm. I when I want I want something done, I want it done. Mm-hmm. And I, I need it done the, the way it needs to be done. Right. But I let I, I love a portal. Mm-hmm. He ain't gonna hit me hollering and screaming and catching you on not. Right, right. Nah, nah. Right. That's a Yeah, I, this, this ain't this is volunteer. Yeah. Right. to be uh-huh. under a leader and want to be led yeah, to do to work and get those right. exactly those are the ones who who will who will run through troops and evil walls yes. for you. But then you got those who come in who come in but they don't know they need to be shepherded. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They don't need to have a leader. Right. Someone to lead them in the things of righteousness. The um that that is a I think the dichotomy of being a shepherd and understanding that we have to remain consistent to both. Yeah. We must be consistent to the one who is connected and we have to be connect be consistent to the one who also is not kind of half in and half out. And uh, but we as pastors and shepherds have to be so consistent that our consistency should allow them to catch on fire. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, we still love them. Yes. yes. We still care for them. Uh, and at some point, we they'll get it. Right. Or sometimes they don't get it. So so we treat both the same. Yeah. yeah. We treat both yeah. the same. We absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Because they're sheep. Yes, that's right. And, and one thing um, we, you learn about a the sheep, a sheep, not the sheep, but a sheep, is a dumb animal. I'm not calling the people of God dumb. But the sheep, a sheep, need a shepherd. And they don't know it, and sometimes they do know it. But one thing that we have to do is be in place on a consistent basis. I don't care if you roll your eyes and want to smack me down the street. I'm going to do what I got to do in your life. Period. Because I'm the one that has to stand before God and say what I did and what I didn't do. Right, right, right. So it's important for see shepherds can be jelly bag. Mm-hmm. 
is you got to stay on the word of God and do what he's called you to do. Mm-hmm. So we're we're both, we're what we need to be to both. Because mm-hmm. we've experienced it. Yeah. I think I experienced more than you. Okay. I was going to say, I may not say it, but I feel it. Oh. Sometimes he's more of a filler yeah. than I am. Yes, she's gonna be like, I, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a process. We should probably swap. We should probably do right here. Uh, as we're moving and 
uh, walking into our assignment that uh, we're called to be authentic, uh, to show that, you know, what it means to uh, be successful in life and ministry, but also be transparent enough to help someone else yes. to break through, to, 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 to grow through sometimes the messiness of life. It is it's possible, and, and you can be victorious um, as you submit your life to the Lord, but also if you're married, you know, grow together. And make sure that you know your your significant is um, understanding that we're on the same team. We're not working against each other, right, right. but uh, you know we're working together in, in ministry. But uh, thank you so much for this thank opportunity you. to oh, share and to be here. We appreciate you. We love you guys. Uh, just to share a few insights. Amen. Yeah, thank something. you. Thank you, God. Yeah, listen, listen. We I love it because we could we could have just kept on talking. Yes. in the body of Christ. I think being so transparent shows the purity. Mm-hmm. And that is needed mm-hmm. because so many people unfortunately have been turned away from church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have to take a stand on this to show them no, like you said, bring your babies to church. Yeah. Be committed to the things of God. Serve in the house of the Lord. And be faithful in that which is least. Yeah. And I think that is what is so needed. These kind of conversations, because some of this stuff has been so, I see it, it's been behind the closed doors mm-hmm. or behind the wall and the people, the sheep don't see it. They don't see the reality <laughs> of, hey, this is how you grow in the things of God. Yeah. 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 Any questions? Anybody have any questions real quick? I just have one. Yes, ma'am. Um, when we were talking about bringing the children to church, yes. and I was thinking some of my grandchildren are grown, mm-hmm. and it's going to be really hard to, you can't force them to come. That's so, true. So what I try to do is show them through my life mm-hmm. um, that God is real. Yes. I still make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I still make bad decisions. But I don't get mad at God. I don't run away from God. I still pray. I still praise Him, and I still talk to them about about God. Amen. So, what is, what can you do for a child that has been allowed to not do it for so long, and now they're at this age where you can't make them do it? Mm-hmm. I was I'm so glad you brought that up because that was a question that I had for for us. Me, I think you need to allow grace. You know, you can uh, offer or suggest that they come, especially if you say they're older. There has to be a grace. Because if, you know, let's be honest, everybody didn't grow up in the church. That's true. You know what I mean? So I'm coming into church at 35, and I'm trying to tell my teenager, well, I hope well. Okay, never mind. I did the math. My bad. Let me come back. But, you know, you're trying to tell your, you know, middle schooler or maybe, you know, if I, well, wait a minute, they like 
that age, you know, I'm like, oh, you come to church. Exactly. But again, if you are where you do have that, you got to give the grace because you got to remember they see you, they see you living it up. They see you, they saw you, they saw you backing up last night. And now you're talking about, I'm coming to church, I'm coming to church. So there has to be a level, a level of grace with them, the same grace that God gave you. You have to give that grace to them, but showing them the love of God because they want to see it modeled. Yeah. They got to see it modeled. Yeah. It can't be, oh, I'm going to church now. What? Right, right. Y'all know a teenager. Yeah. Come on, tell you. Y'all never been a teenager? Okay, right. I'm talking about me. I ain't going to talk about y'all. Right. Right. So you're going to church. Okay, let me see how this going to work out. You know, so you have to give that grace. And I think that's where it has to be. That's my answer for that. I, I would say um, you have to be consistent in your transformation. Mm. And what, what do I mean by that? Uh, as you have grown in your relationship with God, as you've grown stronger in your faith, live it out. They're going to see it, uh, see it sometimes it right before there. they hear it. Because yeah. one thing they don't want to—they don't want to be force-fed. They don't want to—they don't want to be shoved down their throat. Right. But they want to see it. They yeah, want right. to see the authenticity okay. of of, you, of your relationship with God. Okay. So be consistent in your faith. Thanks for confirming. We're doing all we're supposed Amen. to do. Amen. Awesome. Amen. Thank you, Mama, for that question. <laughs> it, yeah, the, overall, the overarching choice is this. Yeah. Right. You know, and no man comes to Christ unless he draws. Exactly. 